What's up, everybody, and welcome to an all-new and live episode of Team Chat Podcast. If you're listening to this in uh, on Tuesday when this episode comes out, this was a live episode that we recorded during our Extra Life 2018 stream last Saturday, November 3rd. For everyone here watching with us live, it's live, and you can enjoy it as we do this episode. So, as I said... And before, uh, what makes this episode so special and, and why we want to do this one live is because not only does Extra Life fall on November 3rd, that's also Team Chat's birthday. Happy birthday Happy to birthday us. To We're us. three. Three We're years old. Three it's crazy. years old. So in case this is your first time joining us, though, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And in Team Chat Podcast, we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m., Central Time, and you can either listen to those across podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch each and every episode on YouTube and Twitch. So, um, okay, I do have to, though, turn off the TV because it is very distracting having oh, Fortnite okay. pulled up. Uh, it's, right, it's just right out there. I'm going to play Fortnite while we record. Oh, God, that would be so, <laughs> so distracting. Um, I never kill anybody. You, um, so... Uh, but with that also too, if you want to follow us, you can do that on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as join our discord channel links for that are in the, uh, below the video player here on Twitch. So you can find all of that stuff. And then also, if you would like to support the show, as I mentioned earlier, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, where as little, where as for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and in return, we'll give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before it's general Tuesday release. On Monday morning. As well, you will also get access to our private Patreon-only channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery. Boom. There we are. There we have it. So, do we have a moment with Mogan this week, or were we just kind of... Sp- no. Sp- oh, okay, you that's sprang fine. it on that's me, buddy. Fine. We that's didn't fine. talk about it. We didn't talk about well, this. Well, we have a couple of little bits of news. Um, primarily, the Nintendo Direct that came out earlier in the week, which was yes. mostly about Super Smash Brothers. So some people thought that maybe there might be some Animal Crossing updates. There wasn't, and most of the updates are just regarding things that I personally didn't think were very important. Yeah. They did announce that Piranha Plant is one of the new challengers, and which the, I think is top tier humor from Sakurai. That's th- pretty funny. That's that is pretty funny. And then that new the new uh, Pokemon Asinosaur, however you say his name. I have no idea how to say his name. But anyway, he looked like a pretty cool hero too. So that is would that be fun. the one that looks pink? Mm-mm. No, never mind. Okay, just kidding. Nope. We'll give it a Google later. Yeah, we'll we'll Google it later. But. So, so kind of what the t- the topic and everything that it's weird jumping into an episode like that. I gotta say, it's a little weird jumping into an episode like in the middle of the. It's Incineroar. Incineroar. Thank you, thank you, Bromo. That's the I, one I from the Alolan stuff, right? It's the uh, final version of the Firecat hmm. Incineroar. Oh, that's cool. He's like the Luchador, right? I don't know. Did I'm not, he look I'm not like very a Luchador? Smart. Yes, kind of a little okay, bit. Okay, yes. Maybe. Is that what you were trying to describe? Is that what Zach was trying to describe I earlier? Think so. Oh, I get it now because he does have like a fiery belt. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's what it's he was all, talking about. It's all clicking. Yeah, it's Incineroar. That's really funny. <laughs> so yeah, so that's he's like the last hero that they have been, or a contestant in that in Super Smash Brothers. That's really Ultimate. interesting. That Incineroar is going to be in it. Yeah, Incineroar. And Piranha Plant. I think that Sakurai's just but gone not, off the rails. Not poor Lu- Waluigi. Good. So, he can't go. fight anyways. His only weapon should be the tennis racket yep. and his biting sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then another quick update we have to do, too, is that oh, as we talked about last in our last episode, that I was going to start doing a weekly segment also called the Red Dead Roundup. So this is Jarrett's opportunity to give us his ongoing updates about his exploits and adventures in Red Dead Redemption 2. I have not yet acquired the game, 
honestly, chances Slacking. are slim that I will acquire the game within the next year. I will wait for it to eventually be free through PlayStation Plus, which like, it probably will be. Uh, Ten years? You're going to yeah, be waiting probably. for a very long time. I, I'm a patient gamer. So in the meantime, Jared's going to tell us all about what he's been experiencing and enjoying. Here's my Red Dead Roundup for this week. Wait, you have to make gun noises. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Our guns sound really lame. I didn't play it at all this week because I was way too busy setting up for Extra Life 2018. So there's my Red Dead Roundup for this week. I'll be back next time with hopefully a much meatier update into the game but i have been loving it so far sam and i didn't sam like did not like that meteor. That's, a, that's just like it's hef- it's you know Ew. it's got it's got like substance to it don't talk about things that way yeah sam's grossed out me too that's so, gross jared so keep, keep your meats to yourself okay fine <laughs> well, i will i will then but uh but anyway the main thing that we wanted to talk about on this episode was going to be basically team chat and uh, what we've, you know, our favorite things for over the last year, what we're wanting to continue to build on and improve in this next year. uh, As we go move into year four, but before we have to do any of that, that's true too, though. I mean, we could prove equipment. We can improve little things like that. But as far as just solid hosting, solid storytelling, solid reviewing of games and gameplay, it's just we're just at the top. But before we get any further into that, we have to sing "Happy Birthday" to <laughs> ourselves and blow out candles <clears throat> and have a little bit of cake. We'll tear into this fully later, but for now, we're gonna do this. Do we really want to actually sing "Happy Birthday" all the way? I, need I think to that without seems. Any nuts. There you go. Okay. I yes, think... we're gonna sing it the whole way through. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, Sam was not on board with that idea. Here we go. Happy birthday to us. This is weird. To you, us. I don't know how it is. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, Team Shop Podcast. Happy birthday to us. Yay! Woo! I wished for a million dollars. Yes! And all the podcasting equipment. Yeah, it's not going to come true now. So you jinxed it. We'll probably only get $1,000, which is still pretty good. But that's all going to the wonderful children. Yeah. For Just a children's, reminder. for uh, Dell children's. Oh, there we go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what service? <laughs> All right, I'll get a little piece I here. I need my paper towel back. We can eat it later. Oh, that is so good. Much better than being boozled. Bender, come help me. Eat this brownie off my shoe. No, he can't <laughs> kill him. Where's Henry? <laughs> It'll kill him too. <laughs> good. Uh, thank you, Kirok, and thank you, uh, Bro Mogan, for the happy birthday wishes. So, the main thing that we really want to do, like I said, is just talk about the show. Uh, talk about some of our favorite things that have happened in the last... Because we, I feel like we've done... I feel like this year, we've hit some of our... We've hit our stride, I guess it would be a good way to say it. Like, I feel like we've had some really solid episodes and covered and started really, like, perfecting... Like, this year, we we introduced... Instead of just calling them straight up reviews of doing like first impressions of games, you know, where we pl- talk about the first few hours that we've had in a game and different things like that, rather than playing, than having to wait for the you know the new game to come out, and then we sit there and we talk about, and then we months after the game is out, we finally come back and talk around to it. So that, I feel like that's given us some really good, a really good avenue to discuss brand new games that come out, and then also gives us you know the opportunity to then circle back around so we get a really nice well-rounded discussion about a game um but what do, what do you think is one 
that stuck out for you as one of your like favorite? I honestly, I loved the live episode we did with you, Sam, me, and Zach for our E3. That's and right. That was a really that was good an one. awesome episode. And the live episodes are just always really fun because you get so many people in on. They it. They really are. There is a lot of stuff. Yeah, go through. It's fine. Sam. She's really ruining our stride, speaking of. (laughs) But no, but no, you're right. That one was a really fun one, too, because there was just so much that we covered there. A lot of stuff that we got to talk about. And it was just, it was, that was the first episode I think we've had four people in the same room. Yeah. And it actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. No, I think we've done it before because didn't we previously have Dylan with all three of us? That's right. We have had four people in the room. It was four people with, that's why I was taking out my head. It was four people with our new setup. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was, that was another one. We We got got the new setup. setup. We got the new table. We got bigger chairs. It It really does. Like we need to finish filling out our wall behind us. Of so stuff. to be able to afford like some sweet merch and stuff, people, you could always become a subscriber on Patreon. I will say this is what you've gotten really good at. <laughs> plugging the show's Patreon. It's plugging the show's Patreon seconds. wherever you can. <laughs> well, the, so the thing is, obviously, people, the Patreon does help us make the show better. Not right. in terms of merch, but we're talking games and equipment. Right. So that's why I talk about it all the time, because it's like, hey. We kind of need money well, to buy a, a ton of games. It allows games us to do things. Yeah, and it allows us to do things like Extra Life. So, you know, and take part in this because now that we're doing it, like, unless the remaining 15 ish hours we have and this just go totally off the rails and are terrible, like, well, this has been really fun. We can't lose money. <laughs> so, yeah, right? That's true. Can people take back their we donations? Just, we can lose a good time. We could lose a good time. You know. But I feel like once we do start getting into the sleepy time hours, our yeah, it's gonna more get a little humorous rough. brains are going to kick in and yeah. we're going to hit like the loopiness. I feel like it's going to be a it's fun gonna be time. Fun. It's going to be a fun time. So yeah, that's that's yet to be seen at this point. But um, yeah, that was a really good one. And then, no, Kirok, I do not want any more spicy foods. He says, yes, make sure do. Jared's piece is spicy. I do yeah, not want I, spicy I cake. I have sprinkled some peppers in there. Um, but yeah, so that was a really solid episode. Obviously, we got to enjoy a, the you know the more recent one, but Life is Strange 2 came out that we got to review, which yes. Life is Strange, I think, for us, those episodes are always going to be some of my favorites. It's also just one of the most rare examples of games that both of us equally enjoy. Yeah. There aren't many games where you and I directly overlap on how much we like them. And this one, honestly is a surprise. You know, like it on it honestly is one I am surprised that it is one that we do overlap on. Not because of me, but because of you. Yeah, <laughs> like it's kind of right up it my seems right alley, up your but alley. It's a lot more of a divergence I think for you. Right. Cuz I mean if you're looking at Life is Strange versus Black Ops 4 or whatever game is it Black Ops yeah, 4? Black Ops okay, 4. yeah, Black Ops 4. Uh it's just very different yeah. and I feel like that's your cue. To really get more into indie gaming, my dude. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I've been picking up a little bit more of some things. Like I've, I've picked up, been picking up more indie games on the Switch. Like I started playing Hollow Knight recently. I am very interested in jumping into Stardew Valley. Actually, I've, I think like, we should both. I do think we Stardew both. Do, it's only fifteen dollars, and our listeners really want us to play. I know. We We're actually, actually have been really going of... against their wishes by not having played it yet. Yeah. So what if we did this then? In the spirit of extra life and where we're at right now with this what if we hit six hundred dollars we both buy stardew valley that sounds like a good plan sounds like a good plan to me six hundred dollar goal people oh wait isn't that soon that's pretty soon you want you want to hit it for 700 want to put it a little yeah let's get let's get a little let's put a little more off okay 650 all right 650 bucks 
We'll, bu- we'll each buy Stardew 650, Valley. $650. Jared and I will both buy Star- Stardew Valley. And we and can guarantee in the next maybe, week or two? Maybe not the next week because I, it's a really in-depth game, isn't it? We're yeah. going to want to spend a little more, spend more time, time with it. it. So, so we'll within say the next within couple the weeks. next two to three weeks, we'll play it and do an at least first impressions episode yes. of it. And now that we have an Elgato, we could actually both stream it. We could. We yeah. sure, certainly can. Another contribution made possible by our Patreon subscribers. Yes, yes. I'm going to plug it every five seconds. You should. Man. I mean, that's what it's all about, you know? But no, um, we also, what are some other big things that we accomplished? I did my first complete stream playthrough of a game this year with Guacamelee 2. Um, and then Bro Mogan just reminded us of one of my own personal favorites, the top 10 series that we did. Oh, yes, because we did like our 10 through 8, and then we did like that's 7 right. through 5, and then we did and the whole we did breakdown of Game Informers. That's right. List. Oh, yeah, and the Game Informer list was actually that's really right. fun. That's right. That I forgot about that one. one. We should, they're probably going to do another one of those, what, next year, right? Well, that one was special, I think, because it was something special. It was Game Informer's 300th oh, issue, you're so that's right. why they did you're that. Right. Okay. But no, but I do though i do want to add that into our rotation that would be a fun thing um, to keep doing yeah i do want to add that into the rotation of each year we uh we review and update our lists i know that we caused a bit of controversy at least with the game informer review by both of our negative reactions to pac-man being in the top five pac-man and tetris you know what yeah i'm still not sorry people I'm still not sorry. I hear people being all excited about Tetris Effect that's about to come yep. out for PSVR. I just, I'm not about it. For PSVR? Yeah. I mean, unless you're actually going to feel the weight of the blocks crushing you to death, what's the point? I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't understand why people cling but to Tetris. But did you see that Neko Atsume, the Kitty Collector mobile game, did get a PSVR. Did it? For, it got VR. So does that make you want to get VR now? Kind of. A little <laughs> bit. I was like, oh, I probably would oh, play no. that. I'd play this. This looks awesome. Oh, oh man. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to jump up and adjust the audio real quick. Okay. Right? Is it sounding bad? It just looks Good. Like a little hot. You guys want to hear me rap? It's getting hot in her. <laughs> so I don't think that's. Yeah, that's how the song goes. <laughs> But anyway, so we're back. So yeah, that was a great one because, and I feel like I've already had some additions. Um, I'm not quite sure to on the placement. Assassin's Creed. No, not Red Dead. Well, no, because not yet because um, I've only spent less than ten hours in both of those games. I've just the month of October had some of the biggest releases of the year, but I've also but it was also one of the busiest months. Honestly, of the year, uh, and I just have not had the time. I I do think. I'm not actually sure if it came out after we did our top 10 series, but we, if we redo them next year, I think that Octopath Traveler we'll might, might make it into that top 10. So it, it is for me. I do know uh, I need to evaluate where God of War will fit, the new one that came out this year, uh, because it was a fantastic game. Hellblade will will hit there oh, on, the, yeah. on there for me. The Hellblade game was really It was cool so good and so much better than I was expecting oh, it to be. Oh my gosh. What a what a great use of rotoscoping for starters. Oh, what an old school way to do gaming. Like it was just so crazy. That game, I knew good things about it. I had heard good things about it and I knew that people were always talking about how good of a game it is. And it was one that was like, man, I want to play it. I want to play it. I want to play it. It just was never right at the time. But then when we decided to do it, I was blown away at how good it was. I mean, I think that in terms of very broad gaming trends, the trend toward the very specialized narrative storytelling experience 
that is a plus 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 work in my oh, yeah. book. Oh yeah. I mean, there's really very few story based games that or narrative storytelling experiences in gaming that I have straight up not enjoyed. Uh, the surprise, of course, for me was this year I actually played a game I hated. Remember what it was? Yes, because you just talked about it recently. It was pretty recent. It was just within the past few months. Oh, crap. Bound. That's right. I hated Bound. That's right. It's a bad game, people, in case you were wondering. And that is rare for Mogan to Don't say. get it. I, I feel like that's actually fairly rare for both of us to it say. It is. But I feel I mean, more so for you. There aren't many games that I flat out hate, and I was expecting so much to enjoy Bound, and it's just bad. Because it's from the makers of Journey. Um, or I'm is not it sure No, that was Abzu. From, that was yes, Abzu. that's Abzu. Abzu. Bound is along the same lines though. It's kind of trying to accomplish the same goals as Journey right. and just failed miserably. Journey is it's they're not even comparable. Journey is a next level amazing game. Yeah. Bound you could never play in your entire life and you'd honestly be better off for it. <laughs> well, there you have it. Bound, you're better off without it. That's the official tagline of the game. Honestly, what I would say um Oh, that's right. Tetris being above Metroid Prime is a Metroid crime. That's what Bromo says. That's true. That's a true statement right there. Um, but uh, but I would say the, probably the game that I've played this year that I the, that I enjoyed the least and was honestly surprised that I enjoyed it the least was Far Cry Five. Oh, I think I ranked that one somewhere like a 65, 67. Yeah, you know I'm not surprised. Yeah, and you know really I do think that the reason or my having not played it, I think the reason is that they didn't choose to be more committed to their story. Yeah, because they didn't want to embrace... It feels like they were trying to make a statement without wanting to make anybody mad. Exactly. Like, they wanted to make this big political statement, which is exactly how all of the marketing was making it seem. Yeah. And then, like, they chickened out at the last second. And it's like, oh, so the statement you're trying to make is actually... Nothing. Yeah. Cool. And, and I it mean, had a very convoluted story, a very repetitive story. The villains were meh, which for Far Cry, Far Cry's always had, has had great villains. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about all this in the review episode of that and everything. Uh, so let me see here. What else? So what would you say that so far this past year, your favorite moments in your own gaming experience have been? Favorite moments in my own gaming experience? Like, what have been your gaming highlights? Definitely God of War. God of War just hit so many of the right buttons. It not you did finish it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, finished it. It's finished it. And it's did one, you already platinum it? No. Oh, I need okay. to go back. But you're wanting to. It was like coming out at the same time. Yeah, I was needing to finish that one. And then I was also trying to finish Far Cry 5. The two, like all these big games, like seem to hit around the same time, and so that's why, like, I needed to finish it. I do want to go back and platinum it. They have now, as of since I re- I finished it, they released the new game plus, so I can go back and like have all my same gear and stats. Um, that one for me, and I, I know we'll get into this one a, lo- a little bit more, maybe at the closer to the end of the year when we talk about our like year review and or, like post game awards and all that stuff, like we usually do, but. You know, and I want to get more into Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead before I declare it my game of the year. Yeah. But it hit all the right notes in terms of a awesome reimagining of an established franchise, an awesome reimagining of an established character, and a not and not only a reimagining not necessarily a reimagining, but almost a 180 of an established character and what you're how you've seen him before and how he behaves and how he reacts to how he is in this game. Um, by far, 
my favorite soundtrack of the year. Really? God of War is your favorite soundtrack of the my year? My God, it's good. Interesting. Bear okay. McCreary blew it out of the water. You know, I will say that I haven't given uh, the God of War soundtrack a really solid listen, but I absolutely should. So We should feature it at the end of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously for the live stream, because I'm not, I, I don't want to make Twitch mad with playing licensed music, so I'm not going to do it for this live part. But on the actual released uh, episode of the recording, I will put that on there. But I'm going to feature Ashes. And I'll play that for you after we actually get, wrap it up here, Is too. Is that the ashes that he's painted with? Um, no, I believe it, it's probably referring to mostly... Well, they, they carry um, Kratos' wife, Faye. They carry her ashes oh. with them on their journey. I thought her name was Frey. Is it Faye? You're probably thinking of the goddess. That yes, you, okay, Freya. never mind. I'm getting confused. Fre- yeah, Freya. Um, but anyway, so you carry their ashes. It has... Well, not only did did Barry McCreary, they, they made this, and I think I mentioned this before too, but they made this video that was a, talking about how he composed the music for it. And he, for the main theme of it, he found this Icelandic choir that can sing this old Icelandic version of of uh, of an old Icelandic language that's gotcha. basically like not spoken, not you know understood by many people anymore, and it just creates this truly haunting sound. But then in ashes. He, I am forgetting who the vocalist is, and I want to give proper credit to that, but Keep it's talking. other, no, because I'm, 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 I'm getting there. It's honestly, I, the only, when she, when the vocalist hits her, her the highest point, like the, the, the peak of that song, the crescendo, the crescendo. come on, use your music language. I was trying to, you know, I know, I know, I was getting <laughs> You there. were building up to it. I was building up to it. Puns, but when she hits the crescendo of that, the climax of her, of it, it's otherworldly. Like bumps, goosebumps, everything. Like it's, it just is ridiculous. So I'm gonna look that up. Did you cry? I mean, it makes me feel things. I don't know if I. It makes you feel. I don't know if I to cry, but like it just you know sends shivers through your whole body. Typical male gamer. I've cried at things. While you're looking for that, um, Bromogan just wanted to drop into the comments and say that his game of the year so far is Celeste. Uh, Mm. He goes on to say that he hasn't played many more games so far this year, but I think Celeste probably did hit a lot of gamers' tops. Uh, It got, obviously, nothing but positive reviews. I don't think there's anybody out there that played Celeste that didn't love it. Okay, so it's Ashes, uh, the vocalist is Ivor. I I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Ivor? Because it's... Yeah, Aver, I don't know how to pronounce uh, Icelandic Norwegian names You'll very well. And I um, listen to Bjork. I yeah. should be able to. Because <laughs> sometimes she's singing in English, and I'm like, I really don't like, think I don't it know is. What you're <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but it's magical, lady. So, so I would say that was those would probably be the highlights for me. What, what about you? Uh, Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Bravely Octopath, Bravely Traveler. Second Traveler, <laughs> basically the new Bravely game. Yeah. Uh, Octopath Traveler has wound up being what such a welcome surprise because I was expecting it to be good. Obviously, the Bravely games were amazing, mm-hmm. but Octopath took everything that was great about them, reimagined it into a slightly new but familiar combat battle system, 
and then put this entirely new story and a fantastic bevy of characters into it. Uh, obviously, not all of the characters are equal in my mind and in my heart, uh, but all of them do definitely feel unique in their own way. Um, the character of Ophelia uh, in particular, and really the characters of Ulberic too, they're both kind of very stereotypical, but it doesn't really make you like them any more or less. They still have their own qualities of personality that are unique to them. I like that Ophelia kind of feels like an outcast in her own family because she's adopted. Right. So each of them has their own stories to go through and none of them felt torturous you know there were definitely times in the bravely games which are very heavy on dialogue very heavy on character development and there were times in those games where i kind of found myself being like oh god not this again i just want to get to the fights because the fighting is so fun but in octopath almost every story scene almost every addition to the storyline is a good one right and there are so many fantastic side characters to the octopath games i feel like if we ever do another npcs episode mine are all gonna be from octopath because they're all phenomenal but in terms of just the amount of hours that i've put into it which i think at this point numbers at least over 60 hours i think i'm about conservatively one half of the way through if you're not counting uh post-game in post-game opportunities and i know that i'm going to be pumping just so many more hours into it it's the kind of game where if you sit down and play it you wind up playing it for three to five hours minimum mm -hmm. if i started octopath at midnight i could probably go to six a.m. Without, without sleeping, a, without, without noticing. Yeah. Because it's the kind of game where once you're in your flow, you just stay in it. And it does such a good job with balancing all of its different factors and giving the gamer the opportunity to make certain things easier. For example, one of the reasons that a lot of people don't necessarily like RPGs is they don't like having such a wealth of choice because it can't like the burden of choice can honestly be very mentally tiring mm -hmm. if you're constantly having to look at your gear if you're constantly having to look at your character classes you can start to feel kind of tired out by it but one of the great features of octopath traveler is the optimize button i don't know how much you used it of the demo that you played um but the optimize button allows you to go to any character scroll down to optimize and using all of the available items you have in your inventory the game will assign your character everything Ooh. it'll give them all of their armor all of their weapons based on what it thinks you have that is best for that character at the time that's it's, awesome. It's not always right, uh, right, because depending on how you want to basically customize your character loadouts, you might want your magician, for example, to be just all magic attack and nothing else. Basically make him, make him into a glass cannon mm -hmm. to have him have just magic attack off the charts. But if he takes like two solid hits, he's probably going to die. Yeah. Honestly, that's a very valid strat. So the game gives you the opportunity to either go super customized, really do all of your characters and your loadouts exactly how you want, or it allows you to take a little bit more of a autopilot approach to it just sort of give your characters the new gear that you get as you progress to kind of make them a more of a balanced team yeah i'm not doing that route i'm going super customized all the time with all of my people see i like that feature though because the thing for me with um with uh rpgs and different things like that like i, I can get overwhelmed with loadouts and so having the ability to just press a button and it's going to assign all that stuff for me is like, man, that would be, that would make it nice. Cause even in game, in RPGs that I super get into, like uh, dragon age and different stuff like that, the, sometimes the level of 
customization and everything that I have to do can be daunting. Especially if you're not familiar with the system. Right. You can go through it and just be like, wow, I have no idea what to I'm do I'm pretty here. sure I played because I, for one, was kind of dumb about it and didn't realize this is something I could do. When I played Dragon Age Origins, I'm pretty sure I got through 25, maybe a little closer to 50% of the way through the game before I realized I, nah, 25%. 25% of the way through the game before I realized I could change the loadouts of my characters. Now, that's just me. That was me being real dumb and not understanding how the game works. But think about it, though. I was used to playing at that point more like Assassin's Creed games. Where we only really, I hadn't really played party-based games, Yeah, basically. Uh, and, I mean, that's the thing that I think I like the most about Octopath Traveler is that it's a new take on a very old style of gaming. Right. Obviously, party-based RPGs, JRPGs specifically, have been around since the earliest days right. of, like, real video gaming Final experiences. Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger. Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, all the old classics. The Legend of Dragoon, the greatest game of all time. Uh, obviously. And that's a, that's really just a genre that you don't get many new iterations of. Mm-hmm. The notable ones are kind of all by the same people. They're the Bravely Games... And Octopath Traveler, right. because I feel like they're doing it so well, and my hope is that this resurgence in popularity of this type of game will lead to more uh, availability of them in the West. In Japan and in the East, JRPGs are obviously still very popular, right. and they get a ton of them, but we don't. So the two off the top of my head that I know of that I would really like to see more continuations of are, of course, Persona 5. Mm-hmm. An amazing game that I am criminally not giving enough attention to. Right. Uh, Persona 5 is just stunning in every way, and in its combat system especially, and it's another JRPG, and of course Octopath. Right. So in terms of like my year in gaming so far, I've played a lot of new games. Haven't finished as many as I but should. But I mean, that's kind of par for the course I mean, for you. kind of par for the course. Uh, I do want to. I really want to finish. Per- hey, you know what, everybody? For $900, I'll finish Persona 5. By Christmas. That's going to be a push. Oh, God. <laughs> if we hit $900, I'll have to send it back to easy. But if we hit $900, I will finish Persona 5 by Christmas. There you go. There we have it. Oh, God. I really hope I can do that. I will <laughs> give it my crunch. very best effort. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, be quite a crunch. But, but I mean, I, it should be doable. Yeah, I'll have a month and a half. Yeah. Basically. That's a lot of time. And I have a bunch of time off. At Christmas That's time, true. so Holidays. I'll be able to Christmas, go home and just power through it. So $900, people, donate to the Make children so. today, and I will finish Persona 5. Boom, there we have it. Um, there was another thing, question I was going to ask you. Oh, did we have a question? Uh, yeah, Bromogan asked, Rachel, did you even beat the first boss of Persona 5? No. Oh, you're not even no. that far. But was, you already know it's great. Because I was playing it on hard mode. Oh. And so I'm stuck legitimately. So Hey, I get that. That's what I mean when I say I'm going to have to set it back to normal difficulty because I don't think I'll be able to do it otherwise. Ugh. <laughs> I'm a failure. So one of the things, though, like I would say, so not, so not only are you jumping into these newer games and everything, but one of the things I was surprised that you've recently started voicing interest in is trophies. Oh, yeah. Trophies are fun. Right? Yeah, trophies are and great. And you, dis- you discovered trophies are fun. You discovered Fortnite's fun today. So does Fortnite actually have trophies? I mean, maybe it does in the Save the World, like the game, not oh, Battle Royale part, okay. but I've never played that. Oh, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that either. Yeah. So in that case, I'll probably keep playing Fortnite on the Switch. Because which, which Switch game was it that, that you were just talking about? That you Oh, Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. That you were like, I can tell this has yes. trophies and it kills me. That's another reason, like I said, that why I don't like, I've had issues getting in to Legend of Breath of the Wild because it has 
I could this oh my god it would benefit from having trophies. Um you know I don't actually agree with you on that because the Legend of Zelda games in and of themselves I I don't I don't think that that's something they necessarily need. Yeah. Obviously that's coming the per, from that's coming from the perspective of a lifelong fan of the series and Breath of the Wild's entire style. I don't think that that would actually fit because I feel like Breath of the Wild wanted to give gamers an exceptionally hands-off and non-linear opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that trophies give you additional guidance. They do, but I kind of like that. I I mean, I know that that you like that, but I, 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 my, my personal opinion on that is that it wouldn't, it would somehow detract from breath of the wild. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but that's just that particular instance in almost all other games. I'm definitely open to trophies. Yeah. It's really just things like, Wild, really just Breath just, of the Wild just, that I think I just it's like it because place. it gives you something else to do. Like it's they're not side missions normally. They're not you know obviously like main game storyline things like that. Completing those unlock trophies. Some side missions yes complete trophies. But then it's also like I love random things like uh, Far Cry has always had great ones. Especially in Far Cry Primal, one of the best ones was shoot an enemy with a, kill an enemy with a headshot from like sixty meters away with a bow. And that's just a cool thing for you to try out and try to find all these different uh, opportunities that you could have in the game to be able to fulfill that trophy. One of my favorite ones from Far Cry 4 was you had to get a double headshot with with one sniper rifle bullet. I could do that easy in my sleep. But think about it. You have to wait and you have to play this game for hours until the stars or the heads align. To be able to get that one cyber shot. That kind of stuff for me, that's what I like a lot. I will say that I don't particularly like that type of trophy. Mm -hmm. I do like trophies that are for having like weird random encounters that are basically secret things. Actually, a great example of that would be Firewatch. Remember Firewatch? There's a trophy that 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 I actually still haven't gotten that is something totally optional that I've clearly still missed where you encounter a raccoon in the wild and it attacks you. I remember you telling me about this. I haven't gotten that one and I don't want to look it up because I don't want to spoil it but it's like wow that does sound kind of fun and weird whereas another game that I love and that has trophies but that I hate the trophy system is uh, Bioshock Unlimited Mm. that's very similar to Infinite yes sorry Bioshock (laughs) Infinite I was like that didn't sound right same thing (laughs) I know what you're talking about Uh, Bioshock Infinite had a lot of that particular style of trophy where it was like kill 50 enemies with X weapon that's boring. Yeah. I don't get, I personally don't get anything out of that. Like, yeah. I don't like that kind of trophy. It gives me no motivation to actually do that. I'm like, no. It's I'm one you unlock that. and you're just like, eh. Yeah, it's like, cool. Thanks, yeah. bro. Got another trophy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My favorite Canadian, now that Kirok's in bed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's my favorite no matter what. My favorite Canadian arc is on. My arc. My arky sharky. Love you, boo. She says, happy birthday, Teen Chat Podcast. Ark, Thank you, Ark. You may not have heard us. I, I played Fortnite. You missed it. But I'll definitely play it with you now because I actually Fortnite like now. it. It's fun. You were right. <laughs> I didn't tell you about it. It's been a fun game. It's a fun it's game been, to get into. It was into. a fun game all along, and I just wouldn't listen to reason. I bet you'll have better luck on it, though. Honestly, play it with your pro controller. Oh, I'm going to, of yeah. course. Yeah, it's a little It's a little bit, rough on the, on the uh, Joy-Cons. Just the, the, rough, the roughness with playing it in Switch handheld is that you just, the view is so much smaller. Yeah. If I'm actually, like, it's actually kind of hard to see the targets if you're it holding really it in handheld mode. So I'll be even better once I'm able to play there it on go. my big screen. I mean, screen. you've made it pretty far. Yeah. I, Ark, you didn't see it. I made it into the top three. Yeah. I was third. 
She did good. I killed two guys good. with a grenade launcher. That's right. I like, and that was that was really she just launched the grenade launcher at this building that I only thought had one person in it, and sure enough, she eliminated two people. It I was did badass. by accident. It was awesome. I didn't think I would hit them. Uh, I actually have been meaning to go back and like try to figure out where that has been in the stream to like clip it because it's yeah. like it was so cool. That was really funny. Um, or uh, the Monster Hunter one where I just walked up, oh, yeah, pulled he, a switch, and then the monster died. If anybody wants funny. to, while we're doing this, go back and find those and clip <laughs> yeah, those. That'd be clip that'd those. be awesome. Those were hilarious. Uh, what else was I going to say? But now, so yeah, that's been a fun thing to discover. But what would you say then, transitioning it back to the show? And this is actually where like feedback from from everybody on the chat would be would be really cool too. What do you think? One thing, and this guy could be hard to answer, so maybe not one thing, but just what is something that you want to see us do more of? or change up how we do in this next year of, of Team Chat? You know, this is something that I can't decide if I think we're better off without or that we need more of. I kind of feel like in the beginning, when we were first starting, whenever we talked about games, we tended to do a lot more research on them in advance. And I feel like we don't do that as much now. And part, Our research like is terms, pretty much constrained to what we've played. Yeah, in terms of what we've played. So research as far as who made the game, what are they about, what else have they done, what was their motivations for making the game, what do the developers think about it, mm-hmm. and how does the game fit into the broader context of gaming, especially for older games. Right. It's not quite as applicable to new games, uh, but I think we did that a lot more when we were first starting out because we were so worried about being wrong about everything. Right. And now we don't care. I, and, and I feel like we still spout off wrong. Like but every also, once in a while when I'm editing something, I'll go back and I'll be like, ooh, that was yeah, wrong. Yeah, but also <laughs> I feel like maybe that's not necessarily a good thing. Like part of me feels like maybe we should be doing I do think that. That has been, I think, the number one thing for me is that I do think that, yes, I think we've gotten a little lax. Lax. We're lazy gamers now. Well, because a lot of it is we have been more of our. I think it's. I think it's been a byproduct of introducing first impressions. Yeah. I think it's because we do that. And we're like, oh, I only have to play like the first few hours, get into it, get an understanding of the mechanics, get an understanding of the world, all that stuff. And then we move on and we have that. And then we circle back around months later to do the, you know, or a few weeks later to do the the final review. And I think that has just made us rely on our own experience rather than. So I actually agree with you. Yeah. I do think that is something that we do need to get back into. I know I'm just giving myself more homework by saying that, but it's something that I think we actually might want to I think try. it's not only necessarily something that we should want to do. I think that the people who listen and give their time and money. Or like, who knows? Maybe they all hate research. I mean, that too, could be too. <laughs> I feel like that's just something that we do owe to the people who listen. Yeah. Or even just to the makers of games. That too. They're making those products for us. Yeah. And we should probably be a little bit more, res- except for the makers of Bound. I mean, I will, say, be- I will say, we do a good job of like, I think, getting basic information down. Like we, we do normally talk about, but like, yeah, I, I can't count how many times that I've gone to talk about a game and want to talk about the character the the main character of a game and they'd be like in my head crap i didn't look who their voice actor is yeah yeah you know like that kind of stuff is just stuff that i know that definitely and that's why the voice actors keep having to go on strike i know <laughs> and, and 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 that and that is definitely something i know i have definitely made a much better concerted effort whenever we talk about news and different things like that to cite like where we're reading it from. That's yeah. just the, like small journalistic thing. We do we also got. have a question for you. So Nick wants to know, aka Wumi, he says, Jarrett, I saw that you played Transistor. Which of that studio's three games that you have now played all of? I have all played. I have not completed favorite? Transistor yet. Um, oh, still hands down, Bastion. Really? 
Riley still Bastion? Bastion is so good. Did you? What was their other one? Was Pyre? Yeah, it was Pyre. It was Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. I love Pyre. Pyre was great. Bastion Bastion is still just that's fascinating. I thought for sure you were going to say Pyre. Pyre is fun. Pyre is a little bit more. I'd say relaxing. Oh, really? Because I heard it was really hard. It can get very stressful, but it just has a more like pleasant feel to it. Uh, Whereas Bastion is more of like an action-y game, which I get, which I like that more, a little bit more. Um, But just the mechanics of, you felt like you built out your character a little bit better with Bastion. You know, you had, with Pyre, it is more RPG-esque in that you do have things that you can equip your character with that give him boosts and benefits and all that stuff. But the main gameplay stays about the same. Bastion, the one thing I liked is that there are different weapons that you can use that you can combine and you can pair these equip, unequip. You can also then add the one thing that I have loved about all of um, Super Giants games is that they do have that those modifiers where you can make the game more difficult by and not just like we're going to increase the number of enemies that you have to fight, but right. in the, the means of uh, all your enemies do 5% more damage. And also drain stamina or something, yeah. you know, that that might not actually be what one one is, but that's just like kind of an example of what I can think of. Um, but no, I would definitely say hands down still Bastion. I just love the world for it. The music was fantastic to it as well. Uh, that's Darren Korb on that one, doing doing the music on there. And I don't know, Transistor is the one that hasn't clicked me at all as, as well, and I Honestly, don't know if I'll go back to it really anytime soon. You know, that brings me back around. We need to write this down. I think another episode that we should do in terms of list style, like in the near future, yeah. should be the Ghosts of Games Past, oh, where we talk about like games that we of? never finished. That would be a good yeah. one. Hopefully and I why? won't have to talk about Persona 5, <laughs> because the reason is very simple. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, but so, so I would definitely say I would definitely say Nick that uh, Bastion. And if you have, if anybody hasn't played Bastion yet, please go play Bastion. So it's on it's on Switch now. It's on just about everything you want to play. It's so on your damn phone. Pyre was Super Giant's most recent game. Yeah, yes, came out last year, July last year. So that would be 2017. So 2019. Do you think we'll see another game from Super Giant? Nah, I bet we'll see. It'll have to be a couple. Maybe at least you one think more maybe year. Twenty twenty. I mean, they're a small team. They're, yeah, I they think they're are. like twelve people. Yeah. So, and as far as uh, uh, the gaming employment culture goes, there has right. been a lot of discourse about this within the wider community in terms of uh, game development teams basically being required to put in way too much overtime. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm okay with waiting. If it means that the game developers get to be paid reasonable amounts yeah. and actually live normal lives, I can wait. Yeah. I'll wait a little bit longer. I'm not I'm a patient person. I'll just wait it out, yo. Sounds good to me. But yeah, so it's a uh... But yeah, but getting back to like the things we'd like to see different in the show and how we'd like to change the show, I definitely think that that is the the big one. And you know, I know also I feel like we have we've reached a bigger mix now, I feel like of reviews and industry opinion episodes you know yeah. you know i feel like we our list of episodes have actually fallen off quite a bit yeah we need to get back to our roots we do man. which although but i see that as a good sign though yeah. because back in the beginning we had to rely on the list episodes that's right because we like i definitely know i'm playing more games now than i was when we started and so like i feel like those first year and a half to two years we were really focusing on having to go back to our own knowledge of past gaming and our gaming history whereas i think that this year even if i haven't finished them 
I may have played more games yeah, we've than physically in the past games. three years of us doing this show. Yeah. Like, we're just getting our hands on a ton of games. And honestly, I will do a lot of credit towards indie gaming. Yeah. Because really one of the biggest barriers to entry for AAA games is the price. If I can get five indies for the price of one AAA game, why wouldn't I pick the indies? Yeah. And I've had some extremely positive experiences out of that. Uh, circling back to Rhyme, mm-hmm. just real quick. Kirok, he's not on anymore, but um, he did mention, uh, I think he said he suffers from uh, chronic game non-finishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he listed Rhyme as one of the examples of the games he hasn't finished yet. And I would strongly encourage anyone that has not played Rhyme and also doesn't know anything about it, so don't watch my review episode of it until after you've finished it. Rhyme was honestly one of the most emotionally impactful games I've played in a while, which is how it made it into my top 10. Mm-hmm. Like it was a dark horse that snuck up on me punched me right in the physical heart, made me cry my eyes out so hard I had to take my glasses off because my tears were getting in my glasses. Like, it was a brutal and beautiful game. And that's the kind of experience that I really hope will continue to be prevalent in game development culture in the near future. I really hope that that doesn't fall off. I mean, Black Ops 4 sounds great and all, but... No, I, I could take no, or leave it. I I agree with you on that. Like I do love my game, the games like Black Ops. Those definitely have a, a strong place in my heart. But I feel like I have really been wanting to experience the games with the good stories and the great emotional impact. And games like Rhyme do that. Uh, games like uh, you know Life is Strange and all that other stuff that that does that as well. And I just think that we're you know we're we're really hitting the hitting a good stride with what we're, we're, we're feeling. So, uh, again, if anybody else listening or listening to this on the stream or listening to that in the, uh, listening to the recorded version later, uh, let us know, you know, so you can send us an email at teenchatpodcast.gmail.com, uh, with any feedback and stuff like that. Send us a message on Discord if you join our Discord, uh, or any other of the ways on social media to get ahead of, get ahead of us. Cause that's the one thing. Like, obviously I want to keep this show how we want it to be, but I definitely don't want to be, I, you know, if we're if you guys all feel like old fogies, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm willing to to listen to the to changes and feedback and different things. Ark um, says, "Where does give money?" <laughs> First of all, excellent English, Ark. I know that in Canada <laughs> things are a little different for you guys, so I assume that's correct. I'm just kidding. I love you. Canada is great. <laughs> Your prime minister is so nice and handsome. Uh, there's a link in the description of the chat to give to Extra Life and Ark. You may not have heard this. Jared and I both said that if we reach $650, uh, both of us will buy and play Stardew Valley. So if you want us to get to Stardew Valley, we need to get to at least $650, and yep. we're both going to play Which it. we're uh, like 75 bucks away from that. So, And then we will do, perchance, even further down the line, once we've really followed our hearts, we can do a follow-up episode where we rank our waifus and hazubandos. Yeah. I think that sounds like a that good idea. That would be a good one. That would be yeah. a good we one. We can compare notes. Aloy all the way. In Stardew. Oh, in Stardew. Uh, yeah. Okay, I thought in general, just gaming in general. <laughs> but no, we should do one in... We, we really should. We really should. We, we should do ranking waifus. Yeah. Yeah, we should one. do that's that. Yeah. Um, other things that I know that like have been on my mind that I definitely want to... Uh, that I definitely want to be sure that we focus on. It's another big thing, like for me, and I can't decide... I don't feel like we're lacking by not having it, uh, but I still... And, and this is just a matter of getting us out into more places, getting us a, a bigger listener base so they take us more seriously, but getting uh, you know high-profile gaming people 
on here. We've, and I mean, we've had some great conversations already, like uh, Zircon, you know, is on there. Um, and also, like, want to give it, speaking of gaming icons, because he's getting quite a bit of attention, our good friend Chess. Like, yeah. he's, like, he, what he's doing he's with Plus doing 7 Intelligence is job. doing a great job. So, For real. So, uh, you know, he's, he's really killing it with his podcast as well. So I just want to give a quick shout out to him on that but like you know uh, we we do these music episodes but like how great would it be to get a composer hey and I we know, had a composer that's right i brought that's him. right you did uh but just like <laughs> i mean that's more where my, that's where my mind always goes to i just want to talk about your music uh i did actually find out though that pax south this year which is in san antonio in early in, oh it's in san antonio in I january didn't it was so close. Corey barlog's giving a a, a uh, the keynote and he's the direct he's the game director for god of war oh wow like so i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go Wow. Because that would be really just fun. Just to go sit in his keynote. Yeah, we should go oh, to Pack South. I think it's only like 85 bucks for all three days. That's not bad. Wow, for the whole weekend? That's yeah, not bad. It's not bad at all. And so, we could drive there every day. That's yeah. not far. I mean, I'd probably Plus, stay. we could stay. Oh, well. <laughs> I was going to say, plus, we could go to Magnolia Pancake House every oh, day. There we go. Which is the best pancakes you've ever had. I do good love sir. a good pancake. <laughs> Have you ever been to Magnolia Pancake House? I mean, I've been to Magnolia Cafe here in Austin. No, but it's, I know different. it's different. This is uh, the German house, H A U S. So Magnolia Pancake House in San Antonio. Yeah, if anybody lives in San Antonio and hasn't been there, it is aces. But yeah, so I definitely would do that. And then somebody else, I just heard of another one, another. Oh no, no, no! But that was I heard Corey Barlog was going to be there. I was like, oh, wow. that's going to have to happen. That'd be pretty because awesome. that would be badass to, get yeah. to hear him talk. Because Pack South is long, you know, it doesn't get near as much attention as like I'm Pax throw East or Pack West. At him. Don't do that. Remember that time I think like George Bush maybe was giving a, yeah, a, a speech a, and he got a shoe, shoe thrown at him. Thrown yeah. at him. Yeah. I'm going to reenact that, that, that famous political scene. Car- Corey Barlog. The more I I like read about him read about him the more i read his own personal twitter and different things like that and how he just interacts and his thoughts and opinions on the game industry he's honestly i keep every time i think about it i think about this quote from the office uh one of the later seasons i think season eight or nine uh with a clark i think is the name uh one of the new people who comes into the office I didn't he's like trying he's trying oh, okay so people who have watched the office he's trying to get um he's trying to butter up to somebody and he says um you mean suck up to somebody butter yeah up to yes somebody? suck up suck up to somebody by like making them think they're a friend is to daryl craig robinson's character and he walks in and he's just like hey daryl you know man i just really come to treasure you as a friend and you know i just want to set a have a conversation with you that's all i want you know just let the recorder roll just get for like six eight hours just see what we can get <laughs> and that's honestly like how i feel about Corey barlow uh just because of how cool of a dude he seems and i just really just want to know more about that stuff uh but anyway some hot discourse in the chat okay uh the local canadians are saying crepes over pancakes i will say crepes they have their place i I don't know if i can get on i don't know if i can get on board with that i love a good crepe i have a crepe machine here or actually we get rid of you have a crepe machine yeah we do what uh, it's still, because after we went to Europe a couple of years ago and we had crepes in Scotland and France, which, oh my God, Scottish crepes. That's not something you're good a lot of. They're real good. Uh, I came back with the need to make some crepes. So I'm all about crepes. I get, I get crepes. You mean those little tiny flat fan- pancakes from Ricky Bobby? No, thank you. You know? Yeah, but actually, I don't know if you noticed in uh, Monster Hunter World, me and the bros constantly make that Ricky Bobby I'm on fire, Ricky Bobby! I'm on fire, Ricky Bobby! (laughs) Um, That's our favorite thing whenever you're on fire. Okay, Ark's telling me to grow a a beard back. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, it's coming back, Arg. This is just the fallout of a, of a, not the fallout, but just the result of a Halloween costume. And aftermath. I'm sticking with it. The aftermath. Thank you. Aftermath. Of a Halloween costume. And I'm sticking with it. I'm embracing the stash for you know, a few days. You know, it looks nice. Thank you. I will say it looks nice. Thank Some you. people do mustaches and they look like sex criminals. Yes. But you managed to like sidestep that very elegantly. Yes. So, congratulations. Sidestep pervert. You don't look like a pervert. <laughs> See, I feel like if I grew a mustache, I would look like a pervert. <laughs> It's an in- mental image. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, at at fifteen hundred dollars, everybody. Oh, he's just gonna grow a <laughs> I'll put Rogaine all over my upper oh, lip. That's not a real one. I will not do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will attempt to grow a mustache. Okay, so we got people saying, uh, Bro Mogan came to my defense and says it's a Ron Swanson stash. Thank you, Bro Mogan. Ark says he could have dressed like him for Halloween, could pull it off. But actually, the, I will say, the first time I ever sh- did shave a mustache, it was a pathetic attempt at one, uh, because I had, it was just way shorter, so it didn't look as defined, uh, was I shaved it because I was going to see Nick Offerman do a st- uh, comedy performance. Oh, that's, a, really? Yeah. Did you, went, you saw him live? Sam actually bought, it was her wedding present to me. Was going to go see. Was going to buy uh, see Nick Offerman live. It's always weird for me to think of you and Sam as not yet married because I've only known you as married. We've, so I just assume that neither of you has ever existed without the other. I mean, eight years that we've known each other, and December will be five years married. Man, so I've really I've known you and Sam longer than you guys have been married. No, we've five no. Years. I mean, in terms of like, I've known you for three years, and you've only been married five, so I've known you for more than 50% oh, yeah, yeah, of the yeah, time yeah. you've okay, been Okay, I get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like knowing that information. Uh, Ark says, you could rock a mustache. Yeah, I can. There you go. Let's, okay, fine. Be, I kind of see it now. hot with a mustache. <laughs> Ark, you're an artist. Yeah, that's right. Ark. Get on it. I'm just kidding. Draw, Photoshop. A, so she, this is a great time for Ark to go on ahead and maybe plug her own self. Very, you know, very uh, timely uh, plug her own art in the team chat. You're welcome to do that, Ark. Give yourself some cred. Yeah. Also, I will say too, just as a little sneak peek, I was going to uh, just unveil it when it was done, but we are working. I'm in working with someone to get a new team chat logo. We've been doing that. That's like our running joke. It is a running joke, I but it's like happening now. I feel like we've been working it's, on that it's for legitimately happening. three years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so someday, what, $1,500, people, and we'll get a new logo. Hey, Ark did plug her, her Patreon and says, money, money please. please. <laughs> There's so, nothing wrong with being honest. <laughs> that's right. So anyway, we are working on that, and uh, so that'll be fun to get to show off whenever that comes around. So then one of my, like, primary... Worries, mm-hmm. I guess, is that for 2019, I honestly haven't heard even rumors of any particular games coming in 2019 that I'm even a little excited about, intrigued about. Like, I can't I think there of any be off some, the top of my head. What about that Sekiro Shadows Dutch Weiss? I do think that looks really interesting, but... Not like at the top of your list? No, it's really not. Um, I bet Game Awards are coming soon. Like that's yeah. early December. Hopefully They've started doing announcements. more announcements there. So I bet we get some stuff out of there. Well, so the really the games that the game that I'm most hopeful for eventually is Metroid Prime 4. Oh yeah. And obviously we have had radio silence about it since they're, E3. I, I guarantee you it's because they're waiting to get year. through Smash Brothers. Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure about that. But, you know, we just have Oh, that's that's a lie. Animal Crossing. That's right. New Animal Crossing. So the only two things... That was a pretty things, recent announcement, though. Yeah. So Animal Crossing, I am could not be more excited about. I am very happy about that. Uh, but Metroid Prime 4 is really kind of the only next one 
that I'm really jazzed about. Yeah. Uh, if there are others, I can't think of them right now, which means how great can they be? Mm-hmm. Burn. There we go. What about you? What is your 2019 looking like? Uh, pretty bleak. You need to no. finish all of your games. I do need to do that. I need, and that will be the big thing is, is getting through and finishing uh, Red Dead, Assassin's Creed, because those are going to drag into 2019. There's yeah. no way I'm going to get those finished. both of those finished before the end of the year. Um, honestly, there are a couple. Like Anthem, I'm pretty... I'm excited about. I think it could be really good. Yeah. I want to give Division 2 a shot because um, it looks like... It could be with the changes and everything that they've talked about. And they made that a better game. Plus, I they made the Division 1 a better game. You keep getting suckered back into this, man. I do. But I will say, Ubisoft, and I've said this before, Ubisoft is one of my favorite developers Sheep right now. The and slaughter. they have done a very good job with these games as service type games, such like Division, uh, For Honor, and like the Tom Clancy series, stuff like that. So I think they're doing really good things. So I feel like I, and oh yeah, and like how they did turn around the Division in the later game. Uh... So, I'm excited for that one. I'm pretty sure Last of Us Part Two is not going to make an appearance in 2019. Oh, I'm sure not. Because they pushed Days Gone. They delayed Days Gone again. It was going to come out February, same day as Anthem. But then they pushed it to April now. So, they're not going to push... They're not going to have Last of Us Part Two within... Months, a few months of that. They're yeah, too similar. Sure I mean, they're 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 not similar, but they're like similar enough. You don't want to release a product that's going to compete with your own product. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's that's looking like 2020 for me, which makes me real sad. Yeah. Well, that just means that in 2020 we have plenty to look forward to. Probably Metroid oh, yeah. Prime Four. Maybe. Could be. Who probably knows? not. It's probably 2022. I just hope we get a damn release date for Last of Us Part Two <laughs> we're, next we're year. Not if get we go a whole other year, that. I'm going to be so sad. That game was announced. 20. Yeah, 15, it's been two years. Wait, 16. When did I go to Europe? I think it's been two years. Because I was in London when I heard about it. Because it was announced at PSX. Wait, that was last year, that wasn't was it? 16. 16. Was it the end of 2016? Yes. It was November. Are you sure? It was November. We were there okay. over Thanksgiving. Okay. I'll believe you. So yeah, it's been two years. I don't know about that. Jim. So, we'll see. Um... Hey. We haven't gotten the announcement yet, though, so we can't talk about it officially. No, I just got the text. Until, oh! I know. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's all. I mean, we are nearing here, and we have to do one of our uh, tier rewards quick before we jump over to Fuchsia's stream, which starts in about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, you and... Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to do our dance-off here. for 500 people. Uh, Sam and I are going to do a dance-off to uh, I Don't Feel Like Dancing by the Scissor Sisters. So... How well, much money did Fuchsia just make? Fuchsia's making a crap load of money. We just jumped up to... S- Holy crap. Okay, we both have to get Stardew Valley. We have to go buy Stardew Congratulations, Valley. Congratulations, Ark. We hit 720. Yeah. What the F Fuchsia has happened? raised $310.20. She's doing it, amazing. That's awesome. So God. we are uh, kind of crushing this right Good now. Good thing we teamed <laughs> up with a boss. You're going to have to get a tattoo. I am. It looks like it. Wow. Because that's $1,000. If we hit our $1,000 goal, I'm getting the team chat logo. Oh, my God. This or at is least just be... the TCP. You should wait for us. No. Your no, butt. I'm too particular butt. about that. Left. Left no. butt cheek. No, I'm too particular it's about that. It's a good butt cheek. I will post I evidence know. of it done, uh, but no, I'm, I'm too particular about where I would want it on my body to do that. I can't believe we have raised this much money. This is ridiculous. We're doing a high five, high us, man. If I we mean, could high five Fuchsia, we would through the camera. Ark, 
High five High to you five. too. Thank you for your donation. Yes, thank you very much. We everyone. love you to pieces. This is incredible. And this soon we'll be able to talk about our waifus. We've got two to three weeks to play Stardew Valley. I guess so. Let's get it downloaded let's get, now. Let's get on it. Uh, but yeah, so I think I, I will just say it's as we wrap up this episode, uh, the celebration of our of our year three and moving into year the four. The celebration of our young podcast life so far. It's still shocking to me that this has been three years. You know, not going to lie, just kudos to us for not quitting. I know. <laughs> we could have quit any time over have. the past three years, and we didn't. And, we and didn't. now we have $720 for the children to show for it. Yes. Which actually is pretty good. It's pretty damn good. I was not expecting I was not, not going to lie. <laughs> so this has been uh, an awesome extra life. I can already pretty much say I'll be, I want to do this again next year for sure. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is turning is, out This has been easy. so fun. GG easy. So, uh, but thank you everyone for obviously listening over the last year and, and for especially to our patrons for, who do support the show. Thank you very much for all that because without your help from that, this would be uh, a much harder endeavor to, t- to undertake. Indeed. Um, we love you, listeners yes, and supporters. We do. Even very if you don't so. pay via our Patreon, patreon.com <laughs> backslash Team Chat Podcast, we even s- if you're not a subscriber, you still we hold. still, all of your feedback, it, it, it's why we're here. It is. It is. And honestly, thank you for thank you because without the, you, the listeners, for giving us the medium to be able to just share our love of video games with the rest of the world. So that means an incredible amount to me and to Mogan. And uh, so from bottom of our hearts, Thank you, and we're excited to jump into year four Quit. of Team Chat Podcast. Do you have a heart with me? I only I don't have one know how to hand. do this Put well. Your, My thumb. Your, have, I don't know how to do. Have this. you never been in love, sir? Aren't you married? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> with that, like I said earlier in the episode, our soundtrack spotlight for this week, we will do uh, Ashes from God of War. Obviously, by, that by won't be Bear here McCree. in the live episode. Right, that will not be here in the you live episode. You want me to do a pure... live rendition of it? <laughs> I <laughs> think heard it. I know. I'll, I'll wing it. <laughs> uh, but so we're going to do that. So that will be our, our soundtrack spotlight for this week. Uh, but unt- that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. We'll see you all in year four. Bye.